Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be discussing our top movies of the summer and deciding, hopefully, on what was the best movie of the summer. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I shouldn't use the terminology best of the summer because, you know, it, these lists, especially during the summertime, we just got, got to embrace the subjectivity of it all and just kind of accept that you know, we're not necessarily talking about the best movie. What did we sit down and just have the most fun watching? Because it's summer movie season. That's what it's all about, right? It's summer movie season, you know. And Carlos and I had a lot to deal with. So it was kind of a relief, also a break, to watch some of these movies and, you know, just, just feel the little boy inside me um, get excited, honestly. Because I was, I was super hyped for some of these movies. I was super, I was super excited seeing them. Um, and with that comment, Ozzy just got fired from we're Disney. Gonna, we're going to leave. <laughs> Who? I'm just kidding. <laughs> why, why, do you have to, why do you have to deviate? It's a low note. Yeah, I was just, I was just, I was just re, I was just, I was just, I just feel like I was, man, I'm not even happy anymore. Just go, Carlos, just whatever. <laughs> oh, sorry to ruin your mood. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk a lot about these summer movies and what were some of our favorites. And ultimately we're going to decide on, you know, what movie deser- deserves that title of movie of the summer. But yeah, so obviously... We are, we should be rather on schedule with this episode. Um, We've been very, very uh, busy and trying to keep up with everything. And before we even get into everything, I should say, like, I was looking at our numbers and everything, and Mm. we have been really, really, like, not, um, not focused on the podcast this summer. Like, I mean, I moved, Ozzy's been crazy busy with work. We just haven't. You know, being very consistent with it. And we actually, yes. we both moved this summer, yes. actually. <laughs> uh, we haven't been consistent. That's the word that I was looking for there. And through that all, we still have had, like, really, really, like, solid numbers. And they haven't been great. And obviously, there was a dip from our couple months before we kind of got it less consistent. So thank you to everybody who's been listening because, uh, you know, we know we haven't been very consistent. And... Yeah, thanks for listening through it all. And hopefully we'll get more consistent as we move forward. But yeah, so we're going to talk about these summer movies. And to do that, we need to define the summer. And this is something that Ozzy and I were discussing all the way up until right when we pushed record, basically. Obviously, the summer movie season has been starting and starting earlier and earlier every year. We did our summer movie preview at the end of April. May is considered the start of the summer movie season, generally. But there is one big movie, if not more, that should be included, and it will probably be included in everyone's list when it comes to this, that came out at the end of April. So we kind of had a little bit of a conundrum there, so what we ended up doing was just including April. Yes, we have moved the summer movie season up a month. Uh, It will still go through August, it's just uh, we kind of had to do it, and ultimately I think that, you know, there's enough good and 
summer-like movies coming out in April to justify it. So that's the decision we made. So this is all these movies we're talking about came out between April and August. That being said, Ozzy, do you want to start with your number 10? All right, my number 10 was Deadpool 2. Um, I thought Deadpool 2 was, was really fun. I thought it wasn't as good as the first one, but I still thought it was super fun. Um, they added Josh Brolin in there. And, I mean, he did an amazing job as Cable. I, I just really like what they were able to do with his arc. Um, honestly, I think as an actor, I think this has been Josh Brolin's year. I mean, he's started in three films so far. Um, I believe he has a fourth one coming up, if I'm not mistaken. But um, he has been, I mean, when it comes to villains, um, him playing Thanos and him being Cable, I mean, he's done amazing. I mean, he did an amazing job with both those characters. And then this is just an example of him just being... Um, I really like the addition of the team um, there. I do like the fact that they kind of made fun of the X-Men um, again in this movie. But, I mean, overall, it was a fun time. Um, it was fun to watch, and uh, I really enjoyed it. So it's my number 10. Ooh, uh, that just barely made the or missed the cut for me. It was literally, like, number 11. As ever, most people know, I'm not the biggest Deadpool fan, so it shouldn't be too big of a surprise. But it was, like, right there, so... All right, my number 10 is another Marvel movie, but it's from Marvel proper, and that is Ant-Man and the Wasp at my number 10 slot. Okay, I have it higher on my list, but okay. okay. Uh, so, I mean, we can, we, can, we can wait and talk about it when it comes up on your list if you want. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. All right, let's do that. Let's do that. All right, so your number nine. My number nine is Hereditary. That is higher on my list, so we will wait for that one as well. Um, Go ahead. All right. My number eight is Black Klansman. That is higher on my <laughs> list, I guess. I guess we're going to be going. Ooh, this, I mean, this, bad, should, no, this should speed through uh, this section. We can kind of talk about them once we get to them. We can really take a step and talk about them. All right. My number seven, I – or did you – you haven't done your number eight, I don't think. No, you need to do your number nine. Oh, oh, wait, you're already, yeah, you remember when I was Black Klansman, my bad. Uh, my number eight yeah. is Solo. Is that on your list? No, it is not. This is interesting. What a, what a turn of events. Ooh. What a turn of events. A Star Wars? A, wait, this be, guys, I want this to be in mind here. Like, I got Star Wars on my top ten favorites in the summer. Carlos, you don't even have a Star Wars nope. movie. That's crazy. That I just is want crazy. you guys to know that, <laughs> hey, when I say it, listen, when I say it, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I just want I just want that to be on the record that I did <laughs> put Star Wars in a positive category. There you go. <laughs> yeah. um, go for it, I, man. I, I'm going to go ahead and just say I think the cast in this movie um, is amazing. Uh, the actor's name who plays Han Solo, I think his name is, what's his name? Um... I don't have his. I don't have his name pulled oh, up. Uh, so sorry. I don't have it either. Professionalism. <laughs> okay. um, I'm gonna go ahead and look it up right now as I speak. But I do think that this is overall why I like this movie so much. I mean, for me, um, this is it's a heist movie, and I just I personally I enjoy heist films. Um, I, I mean, that's Alden why. Alden Ehrenreich. I, I, yep, Alden uh, Ehrenreich. He did a fantastic job as Han Solo. I really like the fact that he was able to, you know, interp, you know, hone such a pop culture character and really make it his own and, and really i think i mean i think he did an amazing job with it um as far as this movie goes this is a high star wars movie i like star wars movie i like star wars i don't love star wars i like star wars and i really enjoy heist movies put the two combined i'm not gonna have a bad time 
I had a really great time. And also going back to Han Solo's backstory, I thought I think it was really interesting. I thought it was really cool. I didn't expect to like the movie so much, uh, but for me, I really enjoyed it. And Donald Glover did did an amazing job as Lando. So, yep, there we go. That is the thing that I definitely agree with you the most. Donald Glover was awesome. I just I don't know. I found the movie okay, but I know there's plenty of people out there who really enjoyed it. So that's fine. All right, so what are we on, Ozzy? We're on eight. We're on your eight. Okay, my number eight, and really you can kind of flip around my eight and nine. It, they're kind of, I, can, I was going back and forth. And my number eight is Isle of Dogs. That's higher on my list. Ooh, okay. All right, then. So we will save that one for later. All right, so what's your number eight? Or is it seven that you're on? I'm on number seven. Now right. we can talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. I'll let you take it away. I'll let you take it away since you had it earlier. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp is just... I, I just had a lot of fun with this movie. I, I think this movie um, gave these characters a lot of room to breathe, and we got to know them even more, and it was just a fun story. It wasn't like the most... you know, It, it was a break from the uh, over... Not over the top, but these extreme life-ending situations like it was a lot more of a small-scale movie no pun intended and I just really enjoyed that I thought it was a great breather in the summer where we could take a step back and just enjoy a fun superhero movie kind of like um how we had that with um Spider-Man Homecoming in the previous year where it wasn't a like like I said it wasn't a world-ending situation it was just a fun superhero movie and i really enjoyed that and the wasp is should be the first name in this movie because she is the best and i think it's a a shame that she probably will never get a solo movie but the actress doesn't even want a solo movie so uh, whatever uh but what do you what do you got on this movie ozzy i 100 percent agree with you on everything except for the last part where you were saying that she deserves like a solo movie. Um, I think they give, I think, I think, I think they give her enough of a backstory in this movie. And she even got a backstory in, in, in Ant-Man. So I think they give her character, I think they give her character a lot of breathing room. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed her character. And I love seeing Paul Rudd as, as Scott Lang. I, I absolutely love him. He's one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just love how he's always trying to do something for his daughter. Like he wants to, how his world revolves around his daughter, and it's just it's so it's it's just so heartwarming yeah. and everything. Not to get sentimental. It gives um, it gives the movie a heart, but, like it, where it's not yeah. just a jokey jokey movie, right? It gives it kind of this. It gives the, a core, some something to center around, you know. Yeah, and, and people were really disappointed that the that this movie uh, with this movie in general. Um, in regards to it connecting to Civil War, I think a, a lot of people just really like the post credit scene, but for me, this movie was good. I thought the villain was fine. It wasn't like, she wasn't amazing. She wasn't like a blow away villain like yeah. Killmonger or Thanos, cool but it was fine. Villain. It was what, cool looking villain, cool looking powers is all I needed. I didn't ask for anything more. I didn't expect anything less. So God, I wanted. Yeah. Uh, the, the one thing I will say that might even for me, hold this movie a little back. Uh, that is not enough. Michael Pena. Come on. Like what do we do? I know. Getting you more I'm Michael so Penn in here, and we're talking like four or five level. <laughs> That's, so. I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> I agree with yeah. you there, man. All right. My number seven is one that I definitely know we will not have to kind of punt our discussion on. 
and that is because I don't think you ever got around to seeing this movie, but Brianna and I begged you to, and I just think that you kind of missed it, and that is Upgrade. You never saw this, correct? I don't believe I did, no. Yeah, you gotta you gotta try to find this movie. I don't know what it's streaming on. I don't know like how you gotta find find this movie because I know you will really enjoy it. Um, this movie has awesome action sequences. Like the way that these things are shot are just incredible. They kind of suck you in. If like I said, it feels like Fincher was filming the action. It's incredible. Um, and then what takes this movie to the next level, in my opinion, and why I enjoyed it even more is the fact that this is a a sci-fi movie through and through. This movie has a lot to say about AI and about all these different things and these themes that are running throughout the movie. And it's just a really, really solid sci-fi action movie that I had tons and tons of fun with. And I thought about for quite a while after I had... I, I think this is one of the best movies of the summer, one of the best movies of the year so far. I really, really enjoyed it. It's not without its flaws, but it's definitely one to check out. And I don't think it's probably going to be one of those movies that at the end of the year we're saying, man, not enough people saw that movie. And I am, let's, let's avoid that, people. Go see this movie, rent it. I don't care how you find it. Find this movie, see it, talk about it. It's a good one. That's what I got for my number seven upgrade. Okay, okay. Um, my number six is eighth grade. That is way higher for me, my friend. <laughs> we, All right. We got a ways to wait for that one. All right. Um, my number six is A Quiet Place. Do you know the number six is which one? I'm sorry? A Quiet Place. Quiet Place, okay. Nothing? No. <laughs> it's not on my list. Okay. <laughs> I was expecting to have to wait for that one, but um <laughs> this movie is just awesome. I I and this is kind of this was the buzziest movie of the early period of the summer, obviously, and I mean there's the big elephant in the room, but beyond the Marvel movie of the summer, <laughs> um A Quiet Place was kind of the one that everyone was talking about. And I really, really like it. And this is one of those times when the, the, a movie comes out and everyone's talking about it, everyone's loving on it. And I just, I don't have any qualms with everyone loving, loving on it. I think it's a really, really good movie. John Krasinski directed the hell out of this movie. Emily Blunt is incredible, absolutely incredible. And I will say it, the more I see trailer, that trailer for, um, Mary Poppins, the more I just know within my soul that she is going to get nominated for the wrong movie this year. They're going to nominate her for Poppins because it's Disney and because it's a classic character, but she deserves it for this movie because she is absolutely fantastic in this movie. And she is the driving force, and I just love everything about her performance in this movie. Um, That being said... It's not just about Emily Blunt, even though she is the driving force, because the way he uses the silence in this movie is just so, so good. It is inventive. It is, it makes, like, the the way that he drops everything down when it's from the daughter's perspective and you can't, it's just so good. Like, it's, the, the, the ingenious behind that decision is always going to blow my mind. And then... 
it's just it's a thrill ride, man. That all the way up until the end. I know people have problems with the ending for some reason. I don't. I really enjoyed it all the way through. Awesome movie. It's my number six, I believe. Is that what I said? Yeah, six. Yes. Yeah. All right. What's your number five, Ozzy? My number five is Black Klansman. Oh, okay. Here we are. Uh, not too far off. I was at number eight for this one. Yeah, I mean, uh, this movie for me is a movie that people need to see. It's a movie that I recommend that everybody sees. Has a, I mean, it has a, I mean, you can you can go to the message and and I mean, you can look at you can save till the end of this movie. There is a very powerful message, I believe, that that renovates still to today. Um, that I feel like people should go see, and I feel like people should you know have an. I feel like this movie has a lot to say, and I feel like this is a very. This will also possibly be one of the most controversial films of the of the year um which is which is i think pretty cool i I like it when a film has something to say and it's controversial and it brings up a discussion and that's what this film does also in this film as well like i said before in the review which we i think we posted a review of this uh last week but um you're i mean this movie has a tarantino feel to it it's fun it's funny i think the cast did an amazing job adam driver's in there um, let me go ahead and pull up this actor's name as well. But um, Denzel Washington's son is in there. He's the main character. And he did, in a, in a, a, honestly, a fantastic um, job. John David Washington. That's his name. Mm-hmm. And he, I want him to be in more stuff because he did an amazing job with this movie. And he held the entire movie on his shoulders, um, obviously, with the, with the support of his cast and crew. But every time he was on screen, my, my eyes were in, I was engaged in it. And also the soundtrack just went incredible. I love the soundtrack to this movie because mm-hmm. it was so smooth. It was kind of, I mean, it had a jazz feel to it. Also add the swagger feel to it as well. I just think the soundtrack is also really amazing. So definitely a movie I recommend that everybody sees. Yeah, I mean, look, we have a Spike Lee joint, a fun Spike Lee joint in the middle of the summer, or towards the end of the summer, I guess, but in the summer that is really really deep i mean come on this this is like everything you could ask for i mean it's just it's an awesome movie and um it we i think everything a lot gets said about its message and what it has to say and all that and that's completely fair and completely like of course we have to talk about that but this is just a fun movie it's a fun story i had a lot of fun watching this movie um and that is on top of the fact that you know it's like like we were talking about. It's just a really deep movie, and something that feels like it should be really on the nose is doesn't really come across that way for the most part. So, good good movie. And I know it's cheesy to say, but I agree with Ozzy. It is probably the most important movie of the summer. So check it out. All right, uh, my number five. I think we're gonna have to wait for this one. Uh, if it's like your number four or whatever, then let's just talk about it. But I think we're gonna have to wait a little bit. Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, we have to wait. Okay. I figured. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your number four? My number four is Black Klansman. I mean, I'm sorry. Incredible Sue. Okay. Uh, that's my number three, so let's just talk about it now. Uh, I mean, I it's would argue two. it's better than the first one. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. So. That- I, I know He's, that might be a bold statement. and That is or, a very bold statement. I, I just, I think this movie is amazing. I really, really like this movie. And I might not be, I think part of the problem is that I'm not as big of a fan as the first one as a lot of people are. I think it's a great movie, but I'm not like, oh my gosh, it's clearly like one of the best, like it's, it's good. 
But this one I really, really enjoyed. And I think the story is awesome. The villain's a little weak, but it, it's all about these characters with this with these movies. And I think they really are able to explore these characters extremely well. And I just had a lot of fun with it. But, uh, I mean, it's your number four, so why don't you talk about it soon? <laughs> I'm not going to go that far and say it's better than number one. <laughs> I mean, that was just crazy. Fair enough. <laughs> but I will say this is a very great sequel. I mean, I mean, kids are going to really enjoy this film, I feel like. I mean, this is this is going to be their classic, I feel. I feel like, honestly. And, and this is a movie that, that, you know, kids growing up today are going to really enjoy. And look back in a couple of years and say, I really enjoyed that. And I think, I mean, this movie has a weak villain. But ultimately, I think just seeing the characters back, having all the nostalgia... Um, and just seeing different characters be more 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 predominant in this film, I think it makes for a really great sequel. So yeah. that's why it is my number two. I mean, I'm sorry, my number four. <laughs> there you what go. is up with me today? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all right. We all have those days. <laughs> Lord knows we, we both had those days on the podcast. So, all right. Um, my number four is Hereditary, which was back at what? What number for you was that? My number nine. Nine? Yeah, I think it was around there. Uh, look, this is... I'm surprised it's this low for you. Uh, I mean, you were talking about this movie like one of the best horror movies of the decade, and, like, I, you were you were even sleeping in higher but, platitudes than I but, was. But, I mean, okay, here's the thing. We're talking about, like, the, my favorites. Yeah, I know, I know. Horror is not my favorite. So, Fair like, enough. Why, there you go. Why, like, a fireplace, like, if I'm, like... I'm not going it I'm not going at it based on like the best quality. I'm going based on my favorite. Fair enough. I tried to do a little bit of a mixture. Like I got to a point when I was just like, okay, one one that I really liked, uh, and then one one that's like clearly like one that's really good, you know. Uh, I tried to like balance but I hereditary hits both of those categories for me. I had I mean, I don't want to say I had fun watching this. Um, but this movie it really gets under your skin. It's a. It's not quite as good as The Witch, but and I know you might argue me on that one, but it's it's right up there. It definitely had vibes from that movie, which if anybody has listened to this podcast for any amount of time knows how much I love that movie, and it's it's just so disturbing. And disturbing is the word we used most probably when reviewing this movie because it is. And I still can't really fully talk about it. And every time I think about this movie, it just makes me kind of upset to my stomach. And not in like a gross out way. This is no, in no way like a, well, I don't want to say in no way, but this is not like a, they're going to just going to gross you out and that'll be the way it scares you, quote unquote. It's not that. But my goodness, this movie is just, it is, it gets under your skin. That's the best way I can put it. And it, it has shades of tons of other horror. like you can tell that this movie like was made by someone who loves absolutely loves the capital L the horror genre because there were references to other horror movies and like shades of other classic horror movies and it's this movie is incredible it's one of the best movies of the year and I I just I had tons of tons of I'm gonna say I had tons of fun with this movie it's it's awesome so yeah, it's definitely the best horror movie of the year so far. It doesn't have much competition. Um, we'll see if, I mean, I guess we'll see if The Nun knocks it off in a couple of weeks. I don't think it will, but, you know, who knows. 
Um, but yeah, what's your number three, Ozzy? My number three is going to be Isle of Dogs. Whoa. Okay, we were way apart on Isle of Dogs. <laughs> I loved Isle of Dogs. I yeah. have the Isle of Dogs poster in my room. I love Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs was fantastic. I think that was my first Wes Anderson film that I've ever seen. And I was I was in love with how the movie was made. I love the cinematography. I love the animation. I love the scripts. I love the story um, and, 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 and how unique the animation was. I loved Isle of Dogs. And I had somebody come into my room the other day. Um, it was a friend. It was it was a, it was a roommate's friend. And then and then they looked at the poster like, yeah, I've seen that movie. And then, then I looked right back at them and I said, have you heard the rumor? And they got that reference, <laughs> and I was super excited. <laughs> so um, that movie, I mean, this movie just had—I mean, it had a bunch of different characters. I think the voice cast was amazing. Stop. Yeah, Scarlett, yeah. Scarlett Johansson, Bill Murray, Jeff Goldblum, a um, bunch of other people in there in this movie that did an amazing job, and each person had an intricate part in it. And I just think that this movie was a really, really, really great, great film, and I really enjoyed, and I really enjoyed myself watching it. So it was a fun time. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, this is definitely, it's a Wes Anderson movie through and through. If you are all in on Wes Anderson style, then this is, I mean, you're going to enjoy this movie. If you don't like Wes Anderson style, which I, I know there's people out there who don't, I don't get it. I really, really like Wes Anderson. Um, but I know there's people who don't, uh, then, you know, it's a Wes Anderson movie, so you're probably going to like it. But I... I mean, this movie, it's the cast is stacked at, like most Wes Anderson movies, like Ozzy was talking about. And it's just the voice. You, you're just really going to attach these dogs, these ugly looking dogs. And they really are ugly looking. These ugly looking dogs. And you're just like, yes, don't die. <laughs> please, please. Uh, it's just a fun adventure. So I'm 100% on board with this movie. I agree with you, Ozzy. Um, my number three, we already talked about, and that's Incredibles 2. So what's your number two? Mission Impossible Fallout. All right. Uh, we're not that that far off, but I knew we were going to be. I, I figured it would be your number two. That's That was my guess at the start. <laughs> Mission Impossible Fallout was, and the more I keep looking up facts about this movie, for the more it's, I know you don't agree with this, but it's starting, for me, it's starting to become one of the best action films in the last decade, along with Rogue Nation. And... I love this movie. I thought the story was amazing. I love the feel of this movie. I loved how personal it was with Ethan Hunt's character. Um, again, the stunts in this movie were amazing. Tom Cruise at 56, he still got it. Um, I love the direction of this film. I, I, this, this, I want to see this movie again. I'm going I'm to try to see it on Sunday. I love this movie. It was a great movie, and, and I think, I mean, this is where I first just, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation was where I discovered Rebecca Ferguson, and Rebecca Ferguson kills it in this movie as well. Um, I, I, I absolutely love this movie, and I think it was um, I think it was an amazing movie. Definitely one of the best and one of my favorite movies of, 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 this, of the summer. I, look, I think this is a great movie. This is my number five movie of the summer. Number five. Okay, so let's no. clearly put down the clearly, torches. Put down the torches. Clearly, you need to watch it again. All right, put down the torches. <laughs> Think about the movies that I have ahead of this so far. Hereditary, one of the best horror so, movies 
of the year, if not beyond that, right? So, so is Rogue, Rogue Nation is one of the best press movies of the year, and also one of the best uh, Rogue, action films. Yes, you're right. Rogue Nation is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> not Rogue Nation. Uh, Fallout. Not that I disagree with with Rogue Nation, um, but also look, Fallout is that. I did. All right. Here's this is what this is what I'm saying here. Okay, Ozzy. This is for me. For me, I understand mm-hmm. that it's not for you. For you, this time you're on the other side of the fence of this. But a couple of years ago, you were on the same side of the the line with me on another movie that I'm going to compare this to, and that is Mad Max Fury Road. It's a movie that I think is great. I I respect everything about the filmmaking. I get it. It's awesome. But I think people need to calm down. It is not one of the best action movies of the decade. That is insane. This movie is not as good as its predecessor. It's not. I I just don't understand why people are so obsessed talking like. And I you're not the only one. I'm in the extreme minority here. I completely understand that and I accept it, just like I did with Mad Max Fury Road. But I don't get it. This movie. It's it's a great action movie, but people are talking about this movie like it should be winning Oscars, and it's just like that is insane to me. It is insane to me. I don't get it. I really don't. Um, but I'm not going to be negative here anymore. That was the last negative thing I say about this movie. The action is incredible. Tom Cruise. It's a great performance from him. Rebecca Ferguson is awesome. Michelle Monaghan's back, so automatically that's like a plus one or two for me because I love Michelle Monaghan, and. It's just great seeing these characters interact. I think the way that um, they kind of scheme throughout this movie is great. I have some, I do, I'm, I'm not, I said I wouldn't say anything more negatives. So it's just, it's a really fun action movie that it's just, it's incredible to, for your eyes to behold. You will not be bored visually watching this movie on any level. So if you haven't seen this movie for some reason, go see it. If you have, then you're probably writing angry comments to me right now, so fair enough. All right, that's the last thing I'll say on this movie. <laughs> um, you're ridiculous. I, I, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I, I just, look, I want you, I, I was just, I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm bringing up Mad Max Fury Road so that you have a little bit of empathy f- f- towards me because you were right there, you were right there I with do. me when I people do. were calling agree. us crazy for not, love, still, for not loving Mad Max Fury Road. So, look, miles, and and I agree with you still too. I think you didn't like that movie even more than I. I I I still respect that movie. I love that movie, but I think people are a little crazy about it. And I just I, (laughs) I just I know I'm gonna get constantly attacked for that, just like we were for Mad Max Fury Road. People really got after us for that. I'll give you some. I'll give you some sympathy. (laughs) So, all right, here we go. I'm not happy about it, but you have it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Um, so that was your number two, right? Yes. All right. So my number two is eighth grade. Uh, okay. This movie is one of the, I mean, it's, I, I mean, I guess I just go for it. I mean, it's the best movie of the year so far. I, that, that what, that's what it came down to. This is very much with that situation that I was describing before where I talked about how Look, I tried to balance it between fun summer movies and best, and you know this is that balance because 
Eighth Grade is, in my opinion, undeniably one of the best movies of the year, if not the. And in my opinion, it's the. So I have to keep it pretty high. And this movie is incredible. It's incredibly well acted. You get a brilliant performance from an extremely young actress in, what's her name, Elsie, right? Um, yes. She... And a first-time director who was a, com- a stand-up comedian. It's like th- how this movie came to be like this incredible coming-of-age drama that captures a generation on the screen for an hour and a half is just – it's mind-blowing. This movie shouldn't have been as good as it was. It really has no business, but it's just so good and so genuine and so heartfelt and so brilliantly awkward like i've never thought that awkwardness would so would would be so artistically captured on the screen and it it really was again i go back to those youtube videos that she was making and put in that they kind of inserted um in between scenes It's just, it was all so cringeworthy, but purposely cringeworthy. And you're like, you know they were directed just to be this cringeworthy. And the fact that it works is just mind-blowing to me. I I love this movie. It's It's the best of the year so far. So that's why it's my number two. It was on your list as well. What It, it wasn't that far back, but, um, I mean, why do you love this movie so much? Yeah, it was my number six. I mean, this movie, uh, I mean, I relate to this movie. To a degree. Um, this movie is, is interesting to me due to the fact that it's so crazy. You know, we were in eighth, we were in eighth grade almost, uh, what was it, like 10? Like it was, like not 10, but it was like eight, almost nine years ago we were in eight, almost in eighth grade. And, and it, was, it, was, it was so crazy just kind of thinking about those days. And, and that film had me thinking about those days when I was in middle school. And, and um, I really like the story of, 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 a, of, a, of a girl trying to fit in. And just trying to find herself, not only trying to find herself, but trying to help others find their self, to find themselves as well. I just thought it was a really interesting concept, um, and 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 just the message that the film had. I just thought it was really beautiful and really unique. And I think that's super cool how a comedian is able to be a comedian and also direct something like that. I just think it's super amazing. So that's why it was it's my number six. Yeah, uh, it, it's just it's awesome. So, all right, um, now I think. I've, we're on our number ones, and I think everyone knows exactly what it is. And it, there's no debate here that we don't have to argue about what is what deserves the title of movie of the summer. If we're including April, it is Avengers: Infinity War, correct? Yes, I put <laughs> Avengers: Infinity War. I actually just bought Avengers: Infinity War. This movie, to me, is the best movie of the year so far, due to the fact of what the movie had to had to do. And what they had to go ahead and, and just what the production company really went into doing, and I mean they they've worked hard at it. And, and listen, I've never put um, I don't I don't put Marvel movies on, on my top ten of the year. I think. Um, well, even if I do, I put them as number one. Uh, and for me, this is right now number one. I mean, this is I mean this movie did. Um, I mean, this movie had a, had a challenge of putting all these characters that they have fleshed out in the last ten years. And one movie for two and a half hours, and they went ahead and they did they did an amazing job. So I mean that's why it's my number one. I had a fantastic time. Uh, Thanos is one of the best villains to come up in, in the MCU, um, and, and and which is like in the last ten years, 
He's one of the best villains to happen in the last ten years for Marvel, and and I, again, Josh Brolin is a powerhouse, and I think the entirety of the cast and crew they really created something um, amazing, and the fact that they were able to live up to the hype is something that a lot of not a lot of movies are able to do, and this movie did it. So I got to give props for props is giving, and that is why it's my number one. Um. <laughs> I'm going to say something uh, just to make you uh, be upset with me for a second. And then I'm going to not upset with me, but be upset alongside with me. Um, and then I'm going to start talking about this movie. Um, isn't it great how the Oscars have just taken that decision out of their They don't have to think about that anymore. They don't have to even consider giving Avengers Infinity War or Black Panther best picture noms because they're, they gave it its own category. That's great, that's right? So stupid. Yeah, yeah. That that's their plan. That that's the reason, right? Because they don't have they don't now instead of facing these questions every year, they don't have to deal with the questions anymore because they just give them their own category, so people will shut up for a little bit. That that's their plan. So, fun. Um, now moving on, talking about actually Avengers: Infinity War. I'm gonna approach this from a little bit different point of view. I don't think this is one of the best movies of the year, uh, but so I can't go that far with you. But I think this movie, and Marvel's done it a few times before, but I think this movie has changed the game when it comes to these movies. And I know that is a cliche thing to say. Marvel has done it before. We've said that about Marvel movies before. But this solidifies the MCU as what it is, which what the MCU is is a blending of traditional visual media um, forums. Traditionally, you have film, which is... Or, or movies, whatever, where, where it is one story told over a short period of time, right? That, that's what movies are. It's that one story, and boom, you're done. Series, or, uh, which are generally on television, are a, it's a series of segmented parts of the story. So it's a story told over multiple parts on television, right? Now... What the MCU is, is the combining of those two entities. It is movies that are in an extremely long-running story. It is incredible. They're, they're literally changing the way movies are made. We ha since wh when did they ever have cinematic universes before the MCU? They didn't. That what, there, were, there were some blips on the radar here and there. But now it's become a thing. The Dark Universe was a failed attempt at this. DC has been chasing this for years. They're changing the game here, and this was the pinnacle. This was it all coming to a head. And the fact that they pulled it off, they had a lot riding on this. The fact that they pulled it off, is, it's incredible. It's, it's really incredible. And the fact that they were able to leave us in a place that is... Look, you put this on any other, you put this ending on any other movie, and people are going to be coming out of this saying it wasn't satisfying, that's terrible, blah, 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 blah. But because we have this faith in them, it's a satisfying enough ending, and we know we're going to come back for more. It's, it, they're changing the game, and that's why I respect this movie so much. That's why I like this movie so much, on top of the fact that it is a visual spectacle. We have the best villain. Oh, I won't say the best because we had another one this year that was probably better. But we had one of the best villains the MCU has ever produced. 
and you had all of these heroes getting, for the most part, their fair share of screen time and succeeding with it, they they did almost everything you could ask for out of a movie like this. And it it deserves the title of movie of the summer, and there's not really anything that can combat it, in my opinion, um, when it comes to that title in particular. So that's what I got. I respect that. Um, it's the Marvel is changing the game constantly, and this is just another example of it. So, all right. Uh, but here's here's my question for you, Ozzy. If we cut April okay. out, if that we're not doing this officially, our official pick for movie of the summer is Avengers: Infinity War. But if we had decided, look, May is the start of the summer movie season. We cut out April completely. I'm sorry, Avengers: Infinity War, but you missed the cut. It's not. We, we're not counting April. What gets that title for you? Is it your number two, or do you adjust your list? It's my number two. Yeah, yeah, I figured. And I, that's... I, I loved, I loved Mission Impossible Fallout. I mean, I've been following. I mean, I mean, I really started getting into Mission Impossible um, when I saw four, um, and I've always been intrigued with that universe, kind of speak, and the fact that they're they're still finding ways to make this character relevant, and how this character is kind of blown up mm-hmm. with this movie in particular i mean it means that people that are watching these movies and they really care about this character and the fact that this was a personal i mean for me i really like small condensed stories and personal stories mm-hmm. and this is what made this movie for me one of the best movies of the year and i really liked how this was also a personal journey for this character as well because it's usually him doing crazy stunts you know i mean he does a fine performance you care for his character of course uh ethan Lund, but we actually got a little we actually got deeper into um ethan hunt's mind and character and that's something i really enjoyed and i hope that we get a lot more of that uh if if they do continue uh making these movies so uh for me i would probably adjust it a little bit and make it um incredibles 2 uh it to me that movie is it's what they it's basically the definition of what they would call a four quadrant movie which is a movie that basically hits every target audience that you want to hit when you're making a movie. I, I don't know anybody who would sit back and go, I really hated that movie. It's just, and it's an awesome movie. I think everyone has fun watching that movie. So that's why that I would probably put Incredibles 2 in that spot if we didn't have um, Infinity War. But Look, I mean, it's Infinity War anyway, so ultimately this is just uh, theoretical anyway. So, yeah, that's what I got. All right, Uh, do you want to wrap things up? I mean, look, recommendations-wise, go watch any of these movies, especially the smaller ones that you probably haven't seen, like 8th Grade or Upgrade or whatever. So those are Isle of Dogs. Go watch Isle of Dogs. There's tons of small movies on these lists as well that you should probably be checking out. So those are our recommendations, right, Ozzy? Hell yeah! You guys need to go watch, watch these movies. If you guys don't, we can't talk. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, should we address should we address um, Chucky's counter proposal? I haven't seen Chucky's counter proposal actually. What is it? Uh, we will go on. Uh, let me pull it up. I saw that he made actually, one. Me... I don't remember. It's on it. It's actually. on Twitter. Um, but yeah, so Chucky's counter proposal. I he because he he made this tweet and then he texted me. He's like. I, I really, like, I was going to watch, <laughs> he said I was going to watch Game of Thrones anyway. I just wanted to see if, I, I just wanted to get Ozzy to watch um, Black Lightning. And I'm like, fair Black enough. Lightning. 
Yeah. Um, but I was like, you got to get more out of that. Like, Arrested Development, that's what it was, yeah. So do I have to watch Black Lightning and Arrested Development because it's two shows? Yeah, I think that was the idea was that, like, you know, he, he, if he's watching that many seasons and you only have to watch, like, one. I mean, really, I don't even think it's a full CW season. So it's probably, like, 12 or 13 episodes. Um, so I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I mean, look, ultimately it's up to you, but you did say that you would adjust the deal at whatever he said. So I did say I would adjust the, the deal. All right, Tucky. I'll at you on Twitter. I got you. <laughs> All right. Uh, definitely. So there we go. If anyone wants to do this deal uh, along with Ozzy, look, if you haven't seen any of these three shows that we're talking about here, Arrest Development, Black Lightning, and or Game of Thrones, hey, now's the time. Now's the time because I'm sure these shows will be brought up on the show in the coming uh, months as these shows are watched. Uh, I will probably, you know what, Ozzy, let me know when you start Arrest Development and I'll start it with you. That's a show I've been told to watch 10 billion times and I've never watched it. And I think this might be the time if you're going to start watching it. All right, sounds good. I think, yeah, that'd be fun. We could both review it. I'll exactly. let you know. All right, so I think that pretty much wraps it up. You want to close it out here? Yeah, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry456. And make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfalls, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, the YouTube channel where we've got a video up there. First video in a couple months, <laughs> so go check that out and enjoy that. And yeah, that's what we got. Oh, and the website, duh. <laughs> okay, okay. And you guys can, um, and you guys can contact me on Twitter. I'll check it out. And you guys can also um, email me at Castro. I'm, I'm sorry, Ozzy Castro at Screenfellows com, and that guys, you can email me anything, any recommendations, anything. Anything, um, I'll go ahead and respond to it, and I'll definitely give it a look um, for you guys, okay? Um, guys, thank you so much uh, for, again, and Carlos, thank you guys at the top. Thank you so much for, for keeping with us. It's been a tough summer, but hopefully we'll pick it right up with the Oscar season because I am actually looking forward to some of these Oscars. Yeah, but so. definitely, definitely. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check out the YouTube channel. We've got some great content coming to you later this year. And bear with us on the website. Uh, Brianna's uh, in the middle of moving to Virginia. So just bear with her there. She'll be on the podcast whenever she can. Uh, I know this year is going to be super busy for her, but she's going to she's going to try to uh, come in every once in a while just to you know just just to remind you guys she's alive. So. <laughs> she's great. She's she's good. She's good. Guys, she's just moving, so just bear with her and be patient with her um, until she gets all settled in, okay? Um, but yeah, check us out on YouTube. Check out the website. Guys, this is for the best.